We're glad you're here, and to those who have joined us online, thank you for uh, coming together wherever you are and for making your supply of the Spirit available. Uh, we are always uh, excited and we love the opportunities when we can come together uh, to study the Word of God, to learn, to increase our faith. Amen. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. And so we thank you for the opportunity to do so. Let's go before our Heavenly Father and give Him thanks for that. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you that we are one in the Spirit, one in the Lord. We thank you for what you are doing uh, in this church, in our lives, on this planet. You are moving. And so we're so excited about what you're doing. We know the coming of the Lord is upon us. And so we thank you for everything that's culminating together for such a time as this. We thank you for your word as we get into your word. We thank you for revelation that we need for this time that we're living in. I thank you for it, Holy Spirit. We welcome your ministry tonight in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, before we start, does anyone have a testimony? they would like to share. All right, come on. This is what I love. I love when you ask the question and the hand goes up so fast. We have to acknowledge that. So come on up. <laughs> I was telling my wife, I hope they ask for the glory story. <laughs> so y'all familiar with the ice storm we got um, Saturday, was it? Or what was this weekend we got a little ice storm and um my the strangest things my windshield wipers stopped working i thought they were frozen you know and that's why i thought a screw got loose or the fuse was i don't know i just thought something went wrong here and i tried everything and nothing will work so i was at the laundromat today i think i was on the phone with this one over here my, my wife and and I turned the car on, they, they, they go crazy, they're working. So I was like, whoa, praise God, my wipers are working. So I just have to do one last thing. Uh, one of the blades came off, so it's like half a blade. And uh, I just got to put that back on, and we're good to go. But I was so thankful. And a um, little funny story, it's not really part of the glory story, but the, um, I was running outside because it was a little nice day out um, this whole week, actually. And I was running to my car to go kind of check on it. And there was all this ice on the thing. So I went sh straight up in the air, middle of the street, laying down. And it was just, my neighbor's like, you all right? Why are you in the street? I was like, I slipped. But that's my glory story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Thank you. See that? The Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's awesome. The Lord is concerned about your windshield wipers. Is that too small for him? No. No, it's not. Windshield wipers are important. One storm we had that, remember, we, the kids were on the buses for six hours? The motor went or whatever in mine. It ran too much and it went. And so I was driving to work the next day and a snow pile came off of a U-Haul truck right onto my windshield. And I could not, I'm like, I'll try it on 95, on 95. I couldn't see if the car stopped and it was stop and go traffic. I'm like stopping, but then instinct for some reason is to go. I'm like, stop. <laughs> but windshield wipers are important. Thank God. Anyone else? Any glory stories? Any? Well, it's a glory story, but David thought it was a little 
Yeah, come on. So tell the miracle. Yeah. It's just a little thing. Yeah. So David came home the other day. So he's a plumber. Things fall in his face, his eyes, yeah. you name it. And he came home and goes, a miracle happened. I said, what? And he said, something fell. He felt it. He knew it was on his eye. He said, and then when he went to wipe, it just disappeared. It should have wow. went into his wow. eye. And I did that morning. I really prayed for That's protection awesome. for him because I never Lord. know what's going to happen. That's awesome. For him, actually, yeah. and Kyle. Yeah. So, awesome. Anyway. No, we thank God for that. Come on. Thank God for that. That's not small. That's big. Eye injuries. God's concerned about saving our eyes because then there's an expense attached to that. <laughs> emergency room visit. God's saving us some money. She's a nurse. She could have probably taken care of it, but that's okay. But that's awesome. God's concerned about everything that concerns us. Amen. And if we'll thank him in the small things, it opens our hearts for even bigger things. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. And I heard y'all had a good time on Sunday. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. I've been getting great feedback from that. I'm thankful to Tom for uh, coming and, and sharing the word of God. I'm, I'm grateful uh, that he did that. And, and the message is so on time. It's, it's where we're at. <laughs> and God's just having so many people just share that and talk about that. And that's because he's coming very soon. <laughs> and we're going to be ready. Amen. Glory to God. This Sunday, we have the Smuckers with us. I'm excited about that. This is their annual visit. They'll be coming every year uh, because uh, this is, I'm ordained through them. So this is a visit from that, not from the Rama end, but from the worship center side. And so we're excited to have them. Uh, I know he has a message for us as well. That's going to be an on-time word. So come, bring a friend, invite a friend, hit that share button on that uh, graphic on Facebook and invite someone to come. Tell them you'll save them a seat and meet them at the door. How's that? Amen. Glory to God. Uh, we're in a series on Wednesday evenings entitled Prayer Principles, and I guess I should say we had a good time on Sunday as well. I thank Mr. Eric for traveling with me, and it was just a, a good time to fellowship with other uh, pastors and then also to share uh, my story with the church. It was just very well received. I thank God. Such a sweet couple, the Carnahans. Such a wonderful, wonderful uh, couple. I pray that y'all will get to meet them at some point. Uh, they're a Rhema church, been in Portsmouth. He has a heart for souls, and so we thank God. He has this project he's doing. Dad, you would love this project. It's every home here is every home reached. They're putting tracks and envelopes and just sending it out to every resident in Portsmouth. And they have the sections of the street. They put a note with their church on it, he said, and they just pray over it before they send it, and they want it out to every home in the town of Portsmouth. I said, isn't that a great idea? That's a, that's a way to evangelize without having to go knock on their door. And everyone will hear. Will some throw it away? Probably. But not everyone will. Not everyone will. And so they have a strategy. I'm excited. We sewed into that as a church. And so we thank God uh, for the opportunity to do that. All right. So we're in a series on, uh, on Sunday, so we've taken a little hiatus on our series on Kingdom Living, but we'll return uh, next Sunday on that. On Wednesdays, we're doing Prayer Principles, which coincides with that Kingdom Living uh, series, uh, and we're going to be on this until March 30th, uh, where we'll be having our first family prayer night together. Uh, 
Then we're going to be talking about some changes to our Wednesday night services. And so I'm excited about this too. So stay tuned. We're, we're, we're moving. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. So far, we've looked at the prayer of consecration, the prayer of petition, and the prayer of authority or faith. Those are the ones we've looked at. Our foundation scripture for this part of the series where we're looking at the different kinds of prayers uh, is found in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. Those of you watching with us, get your uh, tablet out, get your Bible out, let your eyes look on the passage of scripture. You'll get more out of it if you're not eating a snack or drinking some soda while you're watching tonight. <laughs> You'll get more out of it if you just focus on what we're doing right here, okay? <laughs> all right. So praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And the original translation of this says praying with all kinds of prayer. God has given us many different types of prayers that we can pray. And the purpose of this series is to add some prayer tools to our spiritual toolbox. And so uh, our prayers will be more effective, more fruitful, and we'll know it, it, it shouldn't be, we shouldn't be hit, uh, praying hit or miss prayers, you know. Like today, I know he hears me tomorrow. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know what happened. There must have been a disconnect, bad service. I don't know. No, uh, it shouldn't be that way. It should, we always should connect. <laughs> always we should connect. And when we pray uh, according to his word and in faith and the right kind of prayer for the situation, not that we have to be dogmatic or legalistic about it. You hear what I'm saying? saying right we don't have to be legalistic like oh this prayer this this specific thing requires this prayer but it's good to know because you're probably going to do it anyway but it's good to know what you're praying and how you and the kind of prayer that you're praying hallelujah all right so uh in luke chapter 11 and we won't go there but uh the disciples asked jesus to teach them to pray and i don't know about you but I consider myself a disciple of Jesus, a follower of Jesus. And so I want to learn about prayer. He taught them. I want, to, I want the Holy Spirit to further teach me. Amen. And he will accommodate our request if we'll ask him. And so we've asked him. So we don't have time to do a review of last week's message. So uh, I'll direct you to our website or Facebook or YouTube uh, to watch the replay of it if you, if you missed it last week or the week, a couple weeks before that. This evening, we're going to look at first the prayer of thanksgiving. And then we'll look at the prayer of agreement, those two prayers, okay? Look at verse, uh, the verse of scripture that we are all familiar with in this church. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 16. Now, we know this verse pretty good if you've been here, especially if you've come to prayer. <laughs> so Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 16, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. This word thanks here is the Greek word eucharistio. And we see this word used at least 15 times in various ways in the New Testament. The Apostle Paul used it to let individuals or groups of people know he was thankful for them. That's what he, he used it for. 
This word again is a compound word just as the words that we've been looking at. Uh, the U describes something that is good and well, and it denotes a good disposition or feeling uh, about something or someone. Then the second part of it is charistia, which we get the word charis from, and that means grace. That's where we get that word charis. So uh, when you put the words together, eucharistio, it refers to wonderful feelings and good sentiments that freely flow out of the heart in response to someone or something. So uh, good sentiments or wonderful feelings that flow up out of the heart in response to someone or something. That's that word thanks in these verses. It's a picture of someone who feels something so profound, so wonderful, that he can't contain what he feels, and it just flows out of him like a river. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. A river of Eucharistio, or thanks. Hallelujah. Now look at Colossians chapter 1 and verse 3. Kind of says the same thing. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Paul is letting the church here at Colossia know uh, that he can't help but thank God for them. He can't contain the wonderful feelings that he has about them. And then again, if you look in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 2, these are all the Paul epistles, right? We give thanks to God, verse 2 of 1 Thessalonians 1, always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers. Paul had overwhelming appreciation for these believers at the church in Thessalonica. And so each of the churches, each, of, each one of these churches had issues. <laughs> we can read about them. At least theirs is in print, ours isn't, right? Because we all have issues. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I, and let me just say this. <laughs> if you're looking for the perfect church, maybe you're watching us online wondering if we're the perfect church. Let me just help you right now. No. We are not the perfect church. We might be the perfect church for you, but we're not the perfect church. Now, if Jesus was, you know, him was only the head and there was no body that included humans, then it would be a perfect church. Uh, but he decided the father thought it best to put him as the head and include us as the body. And we are fitly joined together. And at our best, we're not even perfect. <laughs> at our best. And so uh, if you're looking for the perfect church, I might tell you, just keep looking. But if you're looking for a church whose heart is open to the Lord, who is allowing him to change us every day, who is endeavoring to walk in his will, walk in his way, then come on. <laughs> come on over. We're the church for you. Glory to God. But these churches had issues. They weren't perfect. And Paul addressed their issues but not before he told them how thankful he was for them. And when he heard, like we see in, uh, in, in the epistles where he talks about, I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. And then he talks about how your giving has come, you know, like come across my desk here in prison. And wow, you're giving. Thank you. And he had a heart of thanks. And he thanked them before he 
addressed and corrected and instructed. He, he, he made sure. Why? Because he had so much compassion in his heart uh, to do that. And we can learn from that. We can definitely learn uh, from Paul uh, when uh, and how he did this. Thanksgiving just flowed out of him. He tells us in that 1 Thessalonians 5.18, he says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. There's that word Eucharistio again, give thanks. The Greek translation of this verse is on every occasion and in every way possible, give thanks. Especially when we pray. On every occasion and in every way possible. You know, we as parents can learn a lot from this. (laughs) And it's so, because a lot of times we can be quick to point out what our kids do wrong. (laughs) You know, it's so quick to highlight the things that they do wrong, but we kind of take our time at identifying or highlighting the things they get right. (laughs) And so imagine what it feels like, you know, every time you have to have a talk with your kid, if it's always negative and it's always over something that they've done wrong, imagine what that feels like to a child. Maybe you grew up in a home like that. I mean, it just must feel like one long lecture <laughs> about what you do wrong <laughs> from the parent. And if every time I have to sit down and have a conversation, it's that. And, and so we should think about this. You know, this verse right here is important. I know we're teaching on prayer, but we can learn other principles while we're talking about prayer. And so Paul is a great example uh, for that. And and we can correct and instruct in love um, and, and but let thanksgiving flow out of us. So that way it will stir up love in us. (laughs) Glory to God. And this goes for any relationship we have, not just a parental relationship, but marital. This can affect that as well. You know, if you want to find flaws, you'll find it. The devil will give you a big magnifying glass and go, go right ahead. You start finding flaws, you will find more flaws. And this is how a lot of divorce happens because you never find anything to celebrate or anything to find that's good. And so uh, if you want to find it, you'll find it. Um, but if you want to maximize and highlight the good in someone, that's easy to do too. The Holy Spirit will hand you his magnifying glass and say, look it, this is how I see them. (laughs) Magnify and highlight the good things in someone else and express thanksgiving for what God is doing in them. You know, uh, I shared with the church that we were at, one of the scriptures we use for our children, whether they're serving God or whether they're not. We thank God that he is working in them to will and to do of his good pleasure. We thank God for that, and and we keep thanking God for that. And out of thankfulness, you'll start to see the good things, because I tell you, sometimes it's hard in the natural, but you'll start to see it. If you'll look for it, you'll find it, both good and bad. So uh, this prayer of thanksgiving is self-explanatory, obviously. It's about giving thanks. You can pray this type of prayer at any time. Uh, I would recommend if you are going to pray for someone, if you feel in your heart that you are to pray for someone, that you first express thanks for them. Because I found thanks, uh, 
uh, does something uh, on the inside of us. And this is just my opinion. But when I start thanking God for someone, I start finding the good in them. Uh, my heart opens wider concerning them. And the compassion of God becomes greater in me toward them if I'll thank God for them first. And then I can really effectively and effectually pray for them out of a heart of thanks for them. If I go in complaining about things that they're doing and, the, you know, that's probably not going to get me too far. I'm probably going to be depressed before I even start. First of all, like, I don't know if you can handle this one. But, you know, but if I come from a heart of thanksgiving towards the individual and about the individual, find something to thank God for about them and then lift them up before the throne of divine favor. And I think that really opens our heart wider concerning them. And also, I shouldn't have to say this, but, you know, there might be individuals, you know, the prayer of Thanksgiving is not just prayed in November. <laughs> it's prayed every day. It's not just prayed during Thanksgiving season, but it's prayed every day we can pray this prayer of thanksgiving. In fact, he tells us we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Glory to God. Let's look at one more verse regarding thanksgiving. Psalms chapter 50, verse 14 and 15. And I'll read it out of the New Living. Psalms chapter 50, verse 14 and 15. Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God. I'm reading it out of the New Living. And keep the vows you made to the Most High. Then call on me when you are in trouble, and I will rescue you, and you will give me glory. <laughs> glory to God. I love that verse. Thanksgiving is the great door opener. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You need a door to open in your life? Start expressing your thanks to God in prayer. Amen. And if you're living your life to glorify him and, and, and to do, you do what he tells you to do, but it's for his glory, you can be sure that he will rescue you when you are in trouble. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And he'll even keep you from trouble if you listen. <laughs> All right. So that's the prayer of thanksgiving. The prayer of agreement. This is another specific form of prayer that God has given to each of us. We see Jesus talk about this prayer in Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Again, we quote this a lot. It says, again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah. So the word agree in this verse in Greek is symphonio. And I love this word. This is where we get the word symphony from. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's another compound word, some, which means with, and phonio, which means to make sound. When these two words are combined to form symphonio, it describes a harmonizing prayer among two or more believers. I love it. That's beautiful. And maybe because I love music. But I love this prayer. I love this prayer. When we come into agreement with another believer, this is the picture that I get. It's like an orchestra of musicians coming together. 
You know, every instrument looks different, has a different sound, is played different, <laughs> has, a, has their own sound and unique way. But if you'll give each member of that orchestra the same sheet music, you say, here it is, here's the song we're doing. You put that in front of them. Now, as they cooperate with one another and they play their part, and this one plays their part, even though it's a different or instrument, it's a different uh, sound that it makes, it's a different way that they play it, but there's such harmony and it creates such a beautiful symphony. Well, that's how it is when we join ourselves in agreement with someone else. Hallelujah. Note by note, chord by chord, melody by melody, beat by beat, rhythm by rhythm. Glory to God. Glory to God. This type of prayer touches the heart of our Father in heaven. Jesus specifically said, you pray this prayer on earth, our Father in heaven responds. Glory to God. Glory to God. It shall be done. Look at what it says. It shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. It puts us in a powerful position with God. And he begins to move into action on our behalf. Glory to God. How many of you have prayed the prayer of agreement with someone? Someone called or someone asked you to pray the prayer of agreement. Ever pray the prayer of agreement and you were just so excited. You prayed the prayer. You said amen. And then the person's like, well, thank you so much. Whether you were joining hands or on the phone, thank you so much because I really needed this prayer. And they start talking the problem all over again. They're like, because I needed this. Because like I said... My bag has been, you know, or my job, it's not changing. And you're like, they weren't in agreement with me. If they were in agreement, their conversation would be in alignment with the agreement. So you know they weren't in faith. You were carrying them at that moment. If they got that prayer answered, it wasn't because of them. <laughs> it was because of you. <laughs> and it really, in essence, it's because of him. But you know what I mean. I mean, when people don't come in, you can tell when people are in agreement. Wow. They say the same thing. They say the same thing. And so it's important for us to make sure that we speak the answer after we pray the prayer of agreement. And we might have to teach someone. If someone's asking you for prayer, it's because they see that you're in a position to help them and to pray with them. I need someone who's strong in faith to come into agreement with me. Uh, and so when they do that, that's an opportunity for you to teach them. And when someone asks me to come into a prayer of agreement, I ask them, you know, what are we praying about? That's important. Unspoken prayer requests are not prayer requests. <laughs> I can get into that, but I will not. We need to say what it is. All right. And so we ask them, okay, what is it? If they come into you, they're going to feel comfortable telling you. They, may, they don't got to give you all the details, but just uh, uh, this is the bottom line. This is what I need. All right, good. Do you have any scriptures you're standing on for this? Now, don't, you know, beat them over the head if they don't, because they might be learning. We didn't know this either at one time. Someone had to teach us. Do you have any scriptures concerning that? Well, no, not really. Now, it may not be something that you've ever had to believe for in your life, so you may not have scriptures on it either. But you know what you do have? You've got the Bible. <laughs> you've got the Google. <laughs> you've got 
he's put all that in our hands. Google what that problem is. Verses about this. And it will bring them up for you, right? Verses about whatever it is they're believing for. Okay, let's look at these together and maybe just pick out one or two. You know, you look through it. Oh, that's a good one. I can, I can, that one. Okay, good. There you go. Now read the scripture again with me. All right, good. Now you got it. Write the reference down because you're going to need it. And they're going to be like, why do I need it? I'll tell you why in a minute. So we go to prayer about it. Okay, what do you want this outcome to be? We get into agreement with them. Praise the Lord. Now at the end, amen. And if they, <laughs> don't talk about this negatively anymore. Talk the answer, not the problem. Here's this verse of scripture. Go write it out. Put it on your refrigerator, on your mirror, wherever you frequent. Put it there because I'm telling you the opportunity to speak it again is going to come. And we agreed. And I have faith in my prayers. <laughs> I have faith in the God I pray to my father. And so do you, oh, yep, yep. Now we're in agreement. And so then check in with them. Don't just be like, well, they must, I don't know if they got, check in. You're their faith agreement partner. Hey, anything, any movement on that? Well, we're going to continue to thank God for it. This is how we come into agreement. And we should be doing this more often than we do. We don't do this a lot. I mean, you can do it with your spouse, and that's great. Nothing like getting someone involved in the faith family, someone that you know is a person of faith and will stand in agreement with you. That, nothing like that. That's why God put us in the household of faith together, so we can help each other. And so if you're in this church and, and you know that you need a prayer request, you have a prayer request, you don't always have to come to the pastor. You can go to someone else. I can tell you we have prayers in this church. We have prayers, and they'll come into agreement with you and be that symphony of prayer with you and, and keep you accountable, and you may need that accountability. Praise the Lord. And so that's, uh, you, you, you can pinpoint right away the conversation as to whether or not someone is in agreement, right? You, you can pinpoint that. Faith speaks the answer, not the problem. Glory to God. And, of course, the Word of God needs to be that foundation for this prayer and for every prayer that we pray. It's the prayer that's prayed in faith that gets answered. So let's look at an example of this prayer of agreement. Uh, you remember when Peter and John went into the temple and there was the man outside and that whole silver and gold, have I none speech, get up and walk the lame man? Well, Acts 4:24. you remember first they were brought in and they were beaten. And they were questioned. They were brought in for questioning and then ended up getting beaten and all that. And then they were released. And they went back to their company of believers. A company of believers is such a good thing. Do you have a company of believers? If you're a part of this church, you do. I'm part of the household of faith. We have a company that we can always come to. And so uh, they have a company of believers and they went back to them and told them what happened. We, this guy got healed, and all of a sudden, they brought us in for questioning. They released us, but, but not before they beat us. Look, it's not pretty, you know, all this stuff. Uh, but now we got to pray. And so in Acts verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 24, it says, so when they heard that, they, when they heard what? When they heard them talk about the persecution and the beating and all of that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. And they went on to retell of what God had done. Basically, they began to quote scriptures. 
They talked about the faithfulness of God with the sea and with Moses. I mean, they, that's what they've always done. Uh, people in, in those days and in that culture, you'll see it. Uh, they always go back to, you know, oh, when he rescued us at the Red Sea or when he rescued us from the plagues or when they just start quoting all that. And if he could do that, then he did that. And then he did that. Well, he could do this then. And so they started doing that and, and to quote the word of God. And this phrase here where it says, that they were in one accord, when, when they were in one accord, uh, it's a picture of a symphony of prayer. And uh, they heard what the problem was. They came into agreement with, one, with uh, God's word, and they lifted up their voice together. Do you notice it says they raised their voice to God? with one accord. It doesn't say they raised their voices. Some translations do, but the original is just voice, one voice. They were in agreement. They raised their voice to God. It wasn't just one person talking. That doesn't mean they all said the same thing, but their heart was in agreement with one another. And to God, it was one. It was one voice, one voice. Glory to God. And so uh, this was a demonstration of great unity. And every time we come together in agreement with someone, it's this powerful. Look at Acts 4, uh, verse 31. It says, and when they had prayed, they just completed this prayer that we uh, were reading, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. So they were being uh, persecuted heavily, like beatings, and they knew more was coming. God already told them. That was already prophesied. Even Paul, the, you know, when, after his conversion, he was told, you're going to suffer many things for Jesus' sake. Oh, yay, sign me up. But persecution was coming, and, and this was the start of it for them. They're like, we healed this guy, and they beat us. You know, and, and they're not surprised because Jesus healed, you know, the leper. He fed the 5,000. He raised the dead, and he was crucified. So it's not a surprise to them. And so, but persecution was coming. What do you need in the time of persecution? You need boldness. Boldness is a big thing. Like, boldness isn't quiet. So I'm not surprised that the place shook. <laughs> They needed that type of demonstration and manifestation in that time of prayer. It had to happen that way. They prayed for boldness, <laughs> the power of the Holy Ghost. And so, yeah, the place shook. We say, well, how come we don't see more of the, the place shaking and stuff? Like, how come that happened then? It doesn't happen now. Oh, it could happen now. <laughs> if we're praying for the things that require it. You know, why is God going to shake this place if we're going to do the same old thing that we always do? <laughs> we don't need no shaking to continue doing what we're doing. So, you know, as, as, as time comes to an end, you know, we talk about the church and we talk about how, you know, persecution and stuff. We've had it so easy. And when there's no opposition... When there's no opposition, you don't got to use your faith much. 
You don't have to believe for much. And the church hasn't had opposition. We're coming into a time of greater opposition. We're seeing it in, in things, but we're, it's going to be more widespread. It is. It's going to be more widespread where we have persecutions. Remember, it's worldwide, not just in one little place and, oh, in, oh, in China now they're doing No, it's going to be widespread the signs that we see. So it will touch us here in the United States, good old freedom place. It will touch us here. And so uh, that's the time where we lean in and press into those spirits. But we got to do it now, because if we don't do it now, uh, you know, we've been able to coast and not have much opposition. And so you can basically do your faith, your life and, and not have to rely on faith sometimes. The word says the just shall live by faith. The disciples proved to us and the apostle proved to us that it requires faith to live a life sold out and surrendered to Jesus in the face of persecution in the face of persecution. And so, uh, you know, a lot of us, we get to coast because it hasn't touched us yet. You know, and maybe our, our community of influence or our sphere of influence is not as great yet as it's going to be because we're building our impact, right? Each individual, you're building your impact. So there's coming a time here shortly when you build your impact with your community of influence where you will be persecuted. And, and we shouldn't be afraid of that. That should be something that, to me, that just makes me more. <laughs> Go ahead, talk about my God. Do it, please. <laughs> Go ahead and make sure I hear you. <laughs> because it just makes me bolder for him. It just makes me get louder. Not to condemn the person, but to tell how good he is and what he's done for me. And so uh, opposition will help us and help us grow in faith. It really will. Uh, the, because we'll, get the, we'll keep putting the word in. And so people are like, well, I don't know, the next administration. And it doesn't matter. With great opposition, the church thrives. Amen. We thrive. Always yeah, always has. And so uh, we thank God uh, for the opportunity to, to, to be able to be in this time because we know we're well-equipped. We are well-equipped to get through anything that's coming. That's what we have to know. Be sure of that, that you are well-equipped for whatever you're going to face from here on out. You are well-resourced, well-enabled. You are empowered for whatever comes. You were made for hard. <laughs> you were hot-wired for hard. And God's got you. Hallelujah. So God's, God moves mightily when two people get in agreement with each other and with him. This is the unity he is looking for. And I love how Psalm 133 describes unity. Let me read it out. Uh, there's only three verses in, in Psalm 133 in the message. How wonderful, how beautiful when brothers and sisters get along. It's like costly anointing oil flowing down head and beard, flowing down Aaron's beard, flowing down the collar of his priestly robes. It's like the dew on Mount Hermon flowing down the slopes of Zion. Yes, that's where God commands the blessings, ordains eternal life. Unity is beautiful, it's pleasant, and it's good. And when we come into agreement with someone, when we take their hand and we come into agreement with them and in unity, 
uh, praying for them, and, and, and whatever it is that they're believing for, when we do that, it just makes tremendous power available. And, and if we'll just continue to help them uh, to speak faith, and if we'll speak faith concerning it. I mean, and we, we talk about the other party, but have you ever prayed the prayer of faith? And then, you know, maybe someone else was like, hey, I saw you praying with so-and-so. Oh, if you only knew, I pray that this works out for them. That's not faith either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we want to stay in faith, but this is things we do and we don't, we, we don't realize we undo our prayers. You know, we undo them by not um, being in faith. And so I encourage you, if you're going to uh, pray with someone, be in faith about it. Help them, help them. And uh, that's going to uh, take us to a, a place where we receive every time we pray. And then you have to fully believe it and have confidence that he's hearing you and that he's hearing what you say and that he's taken your case. And first John tells us this is the confidence that we have in him. And so knowing that he loves us and knowing that he is the one who's ordained these kinds of prayers and has allowed us to partner with him in prayer is so important. So Kevin, you could come. So we're just going to take a, just a few moments here and pray. And um, I just want to, if you need agreement for anything, uh, you know, there's not a lot of us here, and I know there are folks online too, uh, but if you need agreement, uh, we can take a few moments there uh, and just we can get alongside uh, each other. We can pray uh, for one another and uh, just allow the Holy Spirit to help us come into agreement. And remember, we also talked about the prayer of thanksgiving. And this is not so we could go, oh, hold on. We got to check and see what kind of prayer we got to pray right now. No, your heart knows. Your heart knows. What's the right kind of prayer? The kind of prayer you need at that moment. And so, uh, but make sure we're giving thanks to God first. And so if you need agreement, you can raise your hand if you need to, someone to come into agreement with you. We've got people in here that are people of faith and they can pray. And maybe there's something that, you know, you've been dealing with and you, you, you've prayed about it yourself, but you just need that extra. I need some extra faith. <laughs> I need you to join your faith with mine and let's pray this thing through and get some breakthrough. If that's you, you can raise your hand and we'll pray with you tonight. Those of you online, if you're believing God for something and you just want agreement with it, you can type it in comments. Those who are watching along with you, they can add their faith to yours and they can pray with you. I'm going to pray a general prayer here. And uh, we'll just go before the Lord and let's see what he would have us to pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We're so grateful. We're so grateful to you, our heavenly father, the one who knows everything, the one who cares about every situation. You care. We heard today about how you care about our windshield wipers. You care about every part of our body. You care about it. We thank you, Father. You're concerned about anything that concerns us. You want us to live the best life that we can live here on this earth. We thank you, Father, that you've made a way for us to do that. And so we thank you. We come boldly before your throne and we come with thanksgiving. From a heart of thanksgiving, we express 
gratefulness to you. So grateful to you today. And Father, I come before you tonight and if there's anyone who has a need, you know what their need is and they bring it to you right now in the name of Jesus. I add my faith to theirs. And I know at this point I don't know what it is that their need is, but you know and they're vo vocalizing that to you, verbalizing that to you. And so you hear them. I know you hear them. I know that you are capable, well able to answer any prayer that we pray in line with your word. That's the kind of father you are. You desire that we have the best of everything. You don't just want us to get along, just to barely make it. You want us to live a life that's extravagant. That's the kind of life that Jesus bought and paid for. And so if there's lack in our lives, Father, I just ask that you give us revelation of how to get out of it. Our specific the specific thing that we need to do that's holding us back in that area. Show it to us right now and we'll do it in the name of Jesus. You desire that we have all the health and healing that Jesus bought and paid for. So if there's areas that we're tolerating in our lives with sickness and disease, lingering symptoms, even from COVID, Father, we ask that you will show us those areas so we can get rid of that pain. We can get rid of that discomfort. We don't have to live with that. We don't have to live with it because Jesus bought and paid for complete and total healing better than before, better than how it was before. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we give honor and glory to you right now. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Father. You don't want us in the lowest position at our jobs. That's not the place where we belong. But Father, as we humble ourselves, you lift us up and you put us in positions that our education or anything could never put us in. But you can put us there. Your favor can put us there. And so we declare your favor is working on our behalf right now in Jesus' name. Your favor surrounds us like a shield, opening doors of different levels and positions right now and raises right now and bonuses right now in Jesus name in Jesus name positions we never even thought we can have will be handed to us in Jesus name in Jesus name because of the faithfulness of God we thank you father we thank you father we thank you Lord I pray for you mom you're trying to make ends meet and it's been difficult at times. Some months is great. And then the other month comes and undoes everything that the previous month did. The Lord wants you to know that he's, he's got you. And he has your plan. And so you need to sit at his feet and receive his plan for you. He's going to bring the right person to you to help you. But you've got to prepare and be ready. Prepare and be ready in the name of Jesus. And you're going to find that each month your money is going to go farther and farther and farther. And you're going to be example to single people around you, single moms, single dads around you. You'll be that example. 
Just put your trust in your heavenly father. Don't try to make it happen because you can't, but he can. He can. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 Glory to the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of Jesus. He's perfecting that which concerns you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, roboson de rebrando robosina lambrestelerinesa. Rende shinamandro kosoto. You have a lot of questions. And they've gone unanswered. It's almost as if you feel God has been silent for the past few months. Those questions are getting louder and louder, and the answer seems so far away from you. But your heavenly Father wants you to know He's already given you the answer. You just have not done what He's asked you to do. And so he's desiring that you'll come back to him and sit at his feet and let him instruct you concerning that area that you're withholding from him. Open up your heart to him in that area and he will give you that answer again. His mercy and his grace, he's going to give you that answer again. And if you'll take the answer that he gives you and you'll do it, Never again in your life will you ever have that question. It will be settled for you, and the answer is going to help you be successful in your faith journey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. The answer is at his feet. The answer is sitting with him. Take the time to be still and sit with him and let him give you that answer again. Glory to God. Stop making excuses. Glory to God. Glory to God. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness, Father. Great is your love. Great is your mercy. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. You can keep playing. We're going to go ahead and give tonight. Uh, and... As you give, you know, anytime we give, we, we look for opportunities to give. Uh, and anytime we do, we do so based on what the word that we've received. And so, you know, it's thanks today, Thanksgiving is, is what's in my heart. And so give out of a heart of Thanksgiving. Every time we give, we're grateful. Amen. We're grateful. And so give from that heart of Thanksgiving tonight and uh, let him work in you. <laughs> I just love our Lord and I love how he works. He'll connect you with people that you um, don't realize that you needed to be connected to. He'll open doors that you never thought would even open to you. And maybe doors that you've tried to open yourself, you've prepared, you've done everything that you thought you needed to do, can't understand why it hasn't happened yet. Lean into him. And let him lead you through this door. Because if he goes with you, not only will you get in the door, but you'll stay there. You make it happen, then you may get kicked out. But when he goes in with you, he's the biggest person in the room. And his favor goes in with you. Amen? Glory to God. And there's nothing that can kick you out if he's with you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> Bless the Lord. 
bless the Lord. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to give. We just practice what your word says. We just want to do what your word says. And your word says that if we give, it shall be added to us. We thank you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. You're a God of increase. And when we give, you can't help but do what you do. And so, Father, we thank you. We give to you cheerfully. When we release money and it's going in the direction of the kingdom, we do it cheerfully because we know, my goodness, there's so much you can do with it. And as a church, we put it in your hands. We put the money in your hands. And we ask you, Father, to lead us and guide us. Show us where, where this money needs to be put and all the things that we need to do to, to, to complete our assignment here on this earth. We thank you and we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There's ways that you can give if you go to our website. For those who are watching online, you can give there. There's a button there. You can also text uh, FHFC to some 800 number. It's on there. You'll see it. Go to our uh, website. You'll, it, it will tell you how to do it. We appreciate uh, everyone who sows into this ministry, and it really is a seed uh, that you're sowing. It really is a seed. And so we thank God for it. We're excited about our building project. Uh, we'll be releasing some things within the next uh, week or two. Uh, and so it, it will just get us more excited about it. Uh, and I, I know that uh, our impact, Jesus is coming so soon. And so whatever it is that you have in your heart to do, whatever it is, do it now. Do it now. This is the time to do it. You know what the word that Gary could see received? I did. Remember? I did. Warp speed. Warp speed. And, and Pastor Gary, I was going to just go there. Pastor Gary talked to pastors and ministers and, and to those who, uh, you know, who have a vision for their life. And he said, you know, you probably went before the Lord and sat down to see what your vision was for 2022. He said, go back to God. Go back to the drawing board and talk to him because it's going to be bigger. <laughs> he said, because now time is of the essence. And so whatever it is that you have to do, do it right now. Start it right now because now is the time. If you've ever wondered, am I supposed to do this? Should I do this? Just start it. <laughs> Take the first step and let God meet you with the rest. Now is the time to do it. We are in this building project at the right time. This is the time to do it, and it's accelerated, that warp speed, amen, I received that. It's time. It's time for us to do it. And if you're doing things, and um, we were talking to the Carnahans about this, and I was talking to them of where I was a number of years ago, and they said, yeah, we were there too, you know, uh, in, in another church they were in, and where you're just doing things, and it requires no faith to do it at all. If you're in a place where everything you're doing requires no faith, you get up in the morning, you go to work, you, you come to church, you serve in an area, and it requires no faith, throw that out and get something that requires faith because that's the time we're living in. If you're not able to exercise faith on a daily basis when you really need it, you're going to struggle. And so if serving God, step out of your comfort zone and do something that you're not familiar with, that's going to require faith. I'm stepping out 
on the water <laughs> and serving God in a way that I never thought I would. And I know I can do it. And it requires faith for me to do this. I mean, if we don't, we don't need to be serving God without faith. I mean, faith is what gets rewarded. And if we can't serve him and it requires no faith now, when we need faith, you know that shipwrecked faith that Jesus talked about? I don't want to be that girl. <laughs> I want to be strong in faith. Like that guy that said, just send the word and my servant will be healed. <laughs> Amen. And he said he was strong. I've not seen faith like this, not in this whole country. Glory to God. That's the kind of faith I want for his glory. Bless the Lord. And so just don't just be doing things and going through the motions and it requires no faith at all. That's not how we live. The just shall live by faith. We should be doing things every... So if we're not comfortable with the one-on-one -on -one talking to people, well, step out in faith and do it because now it's required. We need to do it. So just say, Lord, I'm putting it in your hands. <laughs> I'm stepping out in faith and I'm going to do it. Faith is required. Amen. Glory to God. Father, thank you for this time together. I thank you for the word. I thank you for the testimonies. Uh, we had another testimony. Mr. Donnie, um, on Tuesday, I think he posted, Monday or Tuesday, he posted he was offered another job, $3 more than what he was making. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so we're thankful for that. God is concerned about everything. Thank you for sharing the testimonies. God, we thank you that you are working in our lives. We'll give you the glory for everything you do, no matter how small or how great. We will give you thanks for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Kev. Thank you for coming and being a part of the service tonight, for making your supply available. Thank you to those watching us online. We love you. I'll see you tomorrow for morning prayer at 930. God bless you.